Well, it's Thanksgiving week and it's time to go Inside EMS. I am your host, Chris Sabalero, and this episode of Inside EMS is sponsored by Echo. Core stethoscope technology by Echo helps EMS providers to make confident, split-second decisions in the most challenging environments by enhancing stethoscope sound. Learn more at echohealth.com. That's E-K-O-Health.com. And here is the man that I am most thankful for on this podcast, my good friend, the one they call Kelly Grayson. Kelly Grayson, what's going on, KG? Oh, man, just just ready for, for Turkey Day and, and uh, headed to the Texas EMS Conference. So we're, we're going to, that's the traditional pre-Thanksgiving um, uh, activity we do. So we, we leave Wednesday and, and uh, come back home for Thanksgiving and looking forward to it. Well, from what I remember in our history together, you are usually working Thanksgiving. So this will be a time in many year that you get to be yeah. home on this uh, day and give thanks for not having to work, I guess. huh? Yeah. Yeah. This will be one of the first time in, in years that I've been off on Thanksgiving. Uh, although I, I would rather the circumstances be different, but Hey, this time at least, uh, maybe I can bribe Nancy into, to, uh, cooking a sumptuous Thanksgiving day meal. Um, you see, if we were together, I'd make you a turkey sandwich. So I make me a turkey sandwich. Yeah. With, with, with like sliced Oscar Mayer turkey. Yeah. I don't know. I don't use that prepackaged stuff. I don't like the too much sodium. <laughs> I go right to that boar's head oven gold roasted thing. All oh, the good yeah, stuff. The good, the good stuff. stuff. Right. Yeah. You know, okay. it was so funny because, you know, in my career, I've had the opportunity to work in a lot of different areas. When I left the military, I had the opportunity to be the director of cardiopulmonary rehab at a small hospital in um, rural Texas. And it was a, it was a small town. It was one of that's the small town mentality. Mm-hmm. And my brother had come to visit me from wherever the heck he was living at the time. This is going back to like 1998, 99, whatever it was. And um, we went into the store and we bought some stuff and he bought some golden's mustard, golden's mustard. Mm-hmm. And the lady at the, <laughs> lady at the register said and it's still funny after all these years she goes oh my gosh because you're buying the good mustard (laughs) (laughs) it's it's golden's mustard lady what are you talking about i just like to pull up to another ambulance and 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 roll my window down and say pardon me do you have any gray poupon how many people are going to know what that means man that's going well 1980s freaking commercial oh come on man oh well oh all right mr (laughs) mr oldster but i'm telling a story I'm telling a story that happened. You're talking about a commercial that people won't know the reference to. No, I I take it back. I am not giving thanks for you this year. So you're on your own. How about that? Well, dear Santa, what I want for Christmas is a partner who appreciates my pop culture references. Not someone I have to explain (laughs) stuff to. (laughs) You're not explaining it to me. I got it. You want to start an argument over? Let's start an argument. over. Let's go ahead and give thanks on this uh, great week. And, you know, certainly, you know, this is a time to uh, think about and be thankful for the things that we have. A lot of times we don't do that, Kelly. A lot of times, you know, we mm-hmm. are in the uh, uh, wallows of the war of uh, what we're doing in life, and that's paying bills, and that's feeding the family, and that's, you know, a lot of days left with not a lot of money left. And, you know, but we got to be thankful for what we have because yeah. there are people around the world that are fighting for independence fighting for lives fighting for whatever it is and the, the horror that goes on around the world is something that uh, really starts to bug me now in my older age uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do have to be able to find ways to be thankful in this holiday season. And I just hope everybody can have a nice and, uh, you know, enjoyable holiday season, as well as uh, give thanks for those things that they have. Yeah. And, and, and I'm thankful for a, a number of things, but, you know, with, with all that's been going on, I'm thankful for my health. Uh, most of my symptoms have, have resolved and all I'm waiting for is a doctor's official rubber stamp to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully between now and then I can regain my stamina that I've lost from sitting for three months in a chair and, and that sort of thing. But, uh, I've got a, Are they a lot able of things to, to be thankful. Have they been able to figure out, um, the, you know, the ailment you have about, um, your personality, were they able to do anything about that? Yeah. Yeah. They, they said it's occupational exposure to, to idiocy, uh, on, on podcasts. Uh, and they said that, that if I get myself away from that, that I will regain my sense of humor. But unfortunately, you know, it's just one of those occupational hazards. I'm just going to have well, to that won't with. happen because we're stuck together. We've got a new, uh, we've got a new five-year contract. We're not going anywhere for a long time. Yeah. But one of the things that we thought we would do is there's a lot of things that are going on inside the news that are big stories for EMS. And as we sit and we try to figure out the topics that we're going to talk about, you know, there are a lot of things that, you know, and the premise of the show, Kelly, is two paramedics sitting in a truck and talking mm-hmm. about the things that everybody's talking about in EMS. And there are a lot of things that are happening inside EMS that we should just kind of touch on. But I'll let you um, I'll let you kick off the first story. You know, I think one of the, the big stories in the, in the news right now that, that uh, deserves some accolades is uh, President Biden signed into, uh, into law uh, a bill that expanded the public safety officer benefits program. Um, and this is something that, that NAEMT and AAA has, has uh, um, supported. Uh, I do not think it goes far enough. However, it is a change, and 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 now more and more EMS providers are are included and covered under this public safety officer benefit program, where uh, if you suffer a catastrophic injury or or, or uh, <clears throat> the like, uh, you get um you know you can get some benefits for that uh, in if you were injured in the line of duty and it's something that that police officers and firefighters have have long had uh however um many uh, as, as is often the case ems was left out um so uh it's a it's a great expansion man it's it's great to to see this uh this sort of uh, goodwill and and support from our federal government uh, extended to EMS, it needs to go further than it does because right now, if you're work for a private EMS uh, in a in a public role, or if you work uh, basically, if you don't work for a fire department EMS, uh, you're left out. So, so it's not perfect, but it's better. Yeah, I mean, I think the government has to do a better job of taking care of those who are inside EMS, and it's really kind of uh, disheartening uh, when yeah. you read these stories that. The privates are kind of left out, but the privates are always left out, but they're the ones Mm -hmm. that are on the front line. And I think that there's going to be some challenges in the coming years when it comes to EMS, you know, and I forget where it was, Kelly, maybe you can uh, refresh my memory if you know, but there was a EMS agency recently that put on the uh, bill for um, a tax increase that was going to be able to sustain them. And the community voted it down. Now that EMS agency is going to wind up closing 
and mm-hmm. no one's going to be able to or, or minimize their response and not able to meet the response of the community. And I think yeah. this is really a failure in the um, promotion of EMS and the importance exactly. of EMS. And uh, but when you see things like this, where, um, you know, President Biden is President Biden is being lauded for protecting America's first responders. Mm-hmm. And that's the name of it, protecting America's first responder act, uh, which expands the public safety officer benefits program. It takes, you know, the line of duty benefit from three thousand to six thousand dollars as an interim yeah. death payment. Um, what does six thousand dollars buy you nowadays? Right. No. <laughs> the the first few yeah. hours in the emergency department is what it buys you. Yeah. So we're clapping our, we're clapping our hands at something that yeah. is really okay, but it's not anything that gets me up out of my seat to say, hey, how about this? You know. Yeah. You know, and 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 you're right in that it's a failure in messaging. Um, and, and I, I'm not going, we can't be jealous of, of the, the firefighter lobby, uh, in doing this because this is something that they do well, they do messaging and they advocate for, for their people, uh, and, and they're successful at it. And rather than, than play on sour grapes, I think we need to <laughs> copy a few pages out of their playbook and learn how to, to message effectively ourselves. And it's, it's a shame that, that, you know, with with lack of getting the word out and lack of, of uh, conveying our importance to the community that, you know, things like tax millages are, are voted down and, and agencies have to close. And this is, you know, this is something that Nancy has harped on for many a year. She, she calls it the, the gallon of milk uh, analogy. She said, you know, you don't you don't you don't uh, message this or you don't package this and present it to the community as, as we need X number of million dollars over the next few years. We say, look, what is, what is your life worth? This is how it breaks down to the community. It's a gallon of milk per household per week. Do you think you can afford that for the, for the comfort and, and peace of mind, knowing that, that you have professional EMS uh, available 24, seven, 365. And she's right. You have to put it in terms that people can understand. And we fail at that. And I hope we get better at it. So I do want to go ahead and switch gears and send some congratulations down to Austin, Texas and Austin, Travis County EMS hires their first female tactical medic. Clinical specialist Micah Morgan is, uh, you know, attained this great goal. And right as now. I as I read the story, I thought to myself, what a great, uh, uh, you know, what a great promotion for someone. But then I thought we really have to be able now to think about more women being part of these types of teams. We need to get more women who are great speakers uh, that are teaching us. And certainly more uh, female professionals in the leadership of EMS, our diversity in our career field is something that is challenged. And I don't know that we do enough work in ensuring that uh, we exercise or we talk about diversity enough. The other thing that we have to be able to do is look at the folks that are in our career field and mentor them to them get to their next uh, levels. And, uh, but I mean, cheers to Austin Travis yeah. County EMS and Micah Morgan. I hope I'm saying her name right. Um, and uh, what a great accomplishment this is. I remember when I had the opportunity to, um, you know, be part of the tactical teams in my career. 
And, uh, you know, this is just a great accomplishment. But with that, I don't want our career field to be behind the eight ball in promoting people of color, uh, yeah. promoting people of race, promoting people of sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, we have to be able to do a better job of this because these are the professionals in our field that deserve to be um, recognized for the work that they do. And I still think that there are a lot of EMS agencies who are, um, what word do I want to use, Kelly? Lagging behind. Yeah. Letting tradition keep them from moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and we, uh, it's great to applaud Micah and her accomplishments, um, but we don't need to applaud ourselves in this because we got a long way to go. And, and EMS um, should reflect the work EMS workforce and, and the roles that we play should reflect the population that we serve. And, and there are not enough uh, uh, minorities, people of color, uh, people of different uh, um, gender orientations, females uh, in EMS. And, and, you know, the, the arguments against are spurious and, and we need to, we need to, to, to uh, knock those down. Um, there's literally nothing that a female uh, can't accomplish in the EMS uh, just as well as a male. And I'm including lifting in that where, where it requires some that. degree of physical s- strength, because, you know, if we're, if we're taking care of our people, we're making sure that lifting standards and, and, and crew support standards are, are upheld and that you have plenty of help and you shouldn't have to be able to lift 250 or 300 pounds by yourself, right. uh, because that's, that's whether you're male or female XX or XY or whatever combination in between, um, it's, it's rough on your back. And, uh, you know, the, so, so even that little argument is, is moot, uh, right. but, but congratulations to Micah. And, and that's a, that's a great thing to hear. Yeah. But let's go ahead and take a quick break, Kelly, and talk about echo health core stethoscopes. And when we come back, we're going to bring you some more great news stories for your Thanksgiving week. And I love to talk about Echo Core Stethoscopes. Core Stethoscope technology by Echo with active noise cancellation and up to 40 times amplification helps EMS providers assess hard to hear, heart, lung, and other body sounds and even the loudest situations. I've tested the Echo Core technology. I use an Echo Core Littman stethoscope every day, and I can tell you that it is a game changer. It will help you hear things that you didn't think were possible to hear, and you will love it if you try it. Learn more at echohealth.com. That's ekohealth.com, and use code EMS1 for $20 off. So we are back. This is the Thanksgiving show. I want to thank everyone for coming back after that break. It's always great that uh, when we take a little break, everybody stays with us, but it's always good when Kelly Grayson stays because you don't know what the heck he's going to do. So (laughs) Kelly, I do want to bring up something that uh, I'm going to skip you. I know that it's your time. Yeah. Um, Arcadian Ambulance celebrates 50 years down there on Mm -hmm. the Bayou. And they honored responders. And I think that, you know, we were talking about earlier where EMS agencies are having to close. And I know that there was some challenge. I had uh, Asbel Montez on the show a few months back, maybe last year at this time. And he was talking about the challenges that uh, the private EMS were facing in the time of COVID that everybody, all the uh, exactly what we were talking about a few minutes ago that, you know, uh, uh, 
private EMS is always left out, but it's good to see that Acadian Ambulance now is at the 50 year point. Yeah. And uh, when we think about modern day EMS, it's just 55 years old, 56 years old. And uh, it's great to see an organization that gets to reach this milestone. And even the governor had the opportunity to uh, send some well wishes and cheers to uh, your uh, alma mater, Arcadian Ambulance. Yeah. And, and you know, it's uh, I'm, I'm lucky to work there. Uh, there, there, are, uh, there are things that, that you don't agree with with any agency you work for, um, be it public, private, fire-based, hospital-based. Pick your system model. You're not going to agree 100% with, uh, with the policies and procedures of, of your organization. Having said that, uh, Acadian Ambulance uh, does the best job that I've ever encountered in all my, my work and all my travels and, and, and interaction with the EMS providers of balancing patient care and, and profitability and, and fiscal responsibility. They do a good job. They give us good, you know, we, we have trucks that work, equipment that works. Uh, our protocols are, are up to date and evidence-based and, and they give us plenty of opportunity for, for, uh, um, advancement and, and, and retirement opportunities and, and that sort of thing. And, and it's a good place to work. And, and I think that's how you survive as long as they've had, they have, and, uh, and, and kudos again to Acadian for, for hanging around for 50 years. And, and here's hope that uh, you're around for 50 more because uh, it's going to make my retirement fund sweet, but let's, let's move pivot to another, uh, uh, another thing that may need some support from the folks in New York, New York fire officials are pushing for ambulance billing legislation. Uh, they call it the Fair Play Ambulance Cost Recovery Act. That's going to enable fire departments to recover the cost uh, with providing ambulance services. You know, Chris, we talk all the time about if you've seen one EMS system, you've seen one EMS system and and everything from crew configurations to to funding and reimbursement models is so widely varied uh, that we don't often appreciate um, how difficult it may be for EMS agencies in other states or even across you know uh, across uh, um, town limits uh, and in New York. Uh, fire department ambulances, particularly volunteer fire department ambulances, are prohibited from billing. And I, I don't understand a, a billing model uh, that that um, leaves all the money on the table because uh, you're certainly not benefiting your community. What you're doing is benefiting the, the U.S. government, who uh, hasn't always been the best stewards of our money in the first place. Um, uh but um, this will allow uh, these these fire department ambulances, uh, volunteer and paid, to to uh, recoup some of the costs of uh, of providing EMS care, uh, rather than have the the taxpayers uh, have to absorb those absorb those costs. And and I think that's a good thing, and that's a better way for for our EMS agencies and in, in uh, fire EMS agencies in New York to be serving their communities uh, to, to ease the, the, the taxing burden uh, on them as much as they can and be as fiscally responsible and as, as, uh, as efficient as they can. Yeah, and, and again, I think that this is one of those stories that a lot more EMS agencies are going to need to start to think about of how they're going to do business. And, you know, we had yeah. a show a couple of weeks ago, Kelly, where we were talking about how EMS agencies need to change and what we need to do to ensure that we are moving into the future, whether it's a change in 
model, whether it's a change in design, whether it's a change in providers. And uh, there are things that I think that we need to look at that are going to allow us to continue to move along in our career field. And, you know, we talk about being hung up in tradition. EMS is one of those agencies that seem that it doesn't want to move forward in areas that allow us to move forward. And, you know, we talked about uh, Austin Travis County EMS uh, in, you know, last segment, and we gave kudos uh, for the first uh, female professional who was on the tactical team. Another thing that they did uh, last week was they changed their job applicant disqualification for prior marijuana use. And marijuana use is still one of those things in EMS that causes people to lose their freaking minds when we start to think about what the future is going to look like. And yeah. you know, there are EMS, uh, there are EMS professionals out there that are getting prescribed medical marijuana, both THC and CBD, that we are going to have to figure out how to make that something that is uh, acceptable. I was yeah. talking with a friend the other day who does workers comp uh, work at a hospital. And she was saying that a lot of the agencies that used to require testing for marijuana use has done away with it. And we're in an environment now where we have to be able to look at the tradition of what we've accepted and said, how do we, are we going to accept it? Uh, Maybe not, but how do we tolerate the fact that a doctor has prescribed a medication to a provider and now what that means for our agencies or career field. Now, I know this is not what you were talking about and Mm -hmm. I'm getting off on a, I'm getting off on a tangent here. So I'm with you. I want to be able to digress, but my point is that um, we're not looking at the future. We're still in the quagmire of tradition. We're still in the quagmire of old beliefs. You know, I had somebody give me a rash of guff at the uh, EMS Expo because I was walking around in a suit and a tie and I was wearing diamond earrings in both my ears Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, somebody had something to say about it. Uh, uh, um, You know, somebody who was a little bit uh, older in EMS. And I said, well, what you have to realize is that paramedics, uh, male paramedics wear earrings and male paramedics have tattoos and, you know, female paramedics have tattoos and we've got to stop this, old tradition that wearing an earring is inappropriate or having tattoos is not mm-hmm. professional. And uh, these are just some of the things that I think we're bogged down in. And I think I'm babbling, so I'm just going to stop, but we, we got to do something, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think it's a step forward in that the uh, agencies are, are stopping or, or abandoning testing for marijuana and other things. It's, you know, um, uh, if you if you compare the cost to society and 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 the danger to society uh, of alcohol use and, and marijuana use, uh, there is no comparison. You know, uh, um, alcohol abuse in our society is is has a huge toll uh, in comparison to marijuana use. And, and you know, if you're worried about testing and and that sort of thing and uh, and people being impaired or, or coming to work baked, uh, I think that's an overblown thing that can be handled 
by anything really the the typical uh, procedures and, and policies already in place you know operating an ambulance is operating an ambulance and impaired is impaired you don't have to have a thc level any more than you need to have a blood alcohol level uh, you get pulled over for driving impaired um, police will ask you for a breathalyzer, but it's not necessary. I mean, it's not essential to have that breathalyzer uh, to get a DUI conviction. You know, they have standardized field sobriety tests that test your reaction time and, and your your motor skills and coordination um, that presumably could, could also identify um, someone who is impaired from any source. And so I, I don't think that's a uh, I don't think that's a major thing. And, and uh, we're, we're learning more about the medical benefits every single day. And, and really, you don't have anything, uh, have that much to worry about with, with your marijuana users. But hey, that's what we think. We'd like to hear what you think. Uh, we'd like to thank you uh, for tuning into the show and for listening to Inside EMS. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes. And you guys, our listeners, are one of the things that we are thankful for every week. Thanks for tuning in to Inside EMS. We're going to catch you guys next week.